Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. If I had a dollar... For every time they counted me out And my back was up against the wall I could have died, but I came out fighting Fighting I could have died, but I came out Man, she ain't no punch, but she gonna ride on it like a chopper in a truck Pink ribbon woman, she gon' live forever Even though the doctor said she only get a month Said it's my life, and you only get it once These flowers smell too damn good to be living in the funk So I finna get it in, and I finna get it crunk And I finna get the living I, 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 I don't remission from the jump Breast cancer can't hold me back That's the answer when they told me that It can knock me down, but I'm gonna be back Strong down for whatever exceptional and I'll know how to quit and I never said never you can have that hair cause real talk bitch I think I look better let's do it fighter with everything inside her important life from death row drop the charge to your lifer cell phones and your lighters need you to put them up higher so many candles on her birthday cake might set the thing on fire Up against the wall, I could have died, but I came out fighting, fighting. My daddy say he got it in his prostate. When I went to see him, he had lost weight. Trying to find the words in a lost state of mind. Pictures on the wall that remind me of the times that we once had. Had to take my daughter to see granddad pop pop. Nothing's impossible, you've never been logical. I know what doctors do, I know what God can do. Abdominal pain, hard to explain. For you to get better, it starts in your brain. Life ain't a game, the fight it remains. Dance in the rain. When it first came, I was like, dang. Then I start thinking, then I start praying. Spirits went up, count went down. You gon' live forever, how you living now? Uh. Fighter, definition of a rider Got all that ish about you With what you got inside ya Cell phones and your lighters Put them things up higher Even when you tired You keep me inspired If I had a dollar For every time they counted me out And my back was up against the wall I could have died But I came out fighting Fighting Untreated when they finally found it, told him too far along and he couldn't beat it, but he couldn't see it. Missed me with that dead talk. Missed me, my legs walking, my heart beats, and my wife with me. So fuck chance of my life with me. And if I die, it die with me. Let's do it. Fighter with everything inside ya. Born life from death row. Drop the charges, be a lifer. Cell phones and your lighters. Need you to put them up higher. So many candles on that birthday cake, might set the thing on fire. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is a new and improved edition of Two Sides of the Story 
Story. I am, of course, the CEO of Two Sides of the Story Productions, and this is where I got my start, actually. Um, there was a show before I was a production company, so this is a little nostalgic for me. Um, I'm going to actually bring in one of the CEOs and a close personal friend of our brother station, True Radio Network, Mr. Black GOP. How are you doing tonight? <clears throat> Um, I, I, I'm, I'm doing great tonight. Um, am I coming in clear? I just want to double check. Yeah, you're coming, definitely coming in clear. <laughs> I, I, I am doing great tonight, and I'm excited to be on tonight's show. And it's a show that's very, I, I know before you even get into it, it's a show very near and dear um, to you as well as it is to most likely every American out there. And anyone, probably not even just in America, but just in this world, uh, this, is, this, is, this is a great show. And I want to thank you for having me on. Oh, it's no problem. I'm glad that you could have you could come on, and it's it's definitely a subject that sometimes I'm surprised it's not as talked about as it should be. I mean, of course, you know, there's one in particular, and if anybody's not aware, um, just to get it out there, tonight's show we are talking cancer, and even talking about some of the stigma of why it's kind of taboo to talk about it, um, but it's it it affects you either directly or indirectly, in one way or another. Everyone is either knows someone that has passed away from cancer, is fighting cancer, or they know someone that knows someone that has passed away or is fighting cancer. So it affects all of us. And like you said, it's not even a U.S. thing or, you know, a nationality thing. This is something that affects you no matter what age, what creed, what religion, what nationality, what culture you are from, cancer is so unbiased, it doesn't care. Uh, I mean, I mean, off the break, uh, we're just going to go with 2015 stats alone. I just want to let people know how important and how hard-hitting the, just the subject of cancer overall as a whole is. Just in America, um, roughly um, 1,800,000 deaths off of cancer alone. There's cancers, you can name it, you know. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so emotional about this. Um, the the 1,800,000 was, 800, was um, diagnosis of cancer in one year. But there are roughly about 600,000 deaths related to cancer just last year alone. Just last, in one year. So we're talking almost 2 million diagnosed, almost 600,000 deaths from this simple word that everybody um, likes to do their small part for. And some of us think our part is talking about it and, and, and making phone calls and sending well wishes. But this is a brutal subject, and more people need to vote more time studying it. Most definitely. Um, I think we should definitely start off with what exactly is cancer, because, you know, to break down the stigma, we have to start with teaching people. So the Let's start there. Um, cancer basically is uncontrolled growth of abnormal cells in your body, and it can affect any part of your body. That's the that's the scariest thing about this. You can there are so many there are so many different types of cancers: brain cancer, bone cancer, lung cancer, throat cancer. It can affect you in any part of your body. So and it can after a amount of time, it depends on the cancer and how, how fast moving it is, it can just completely shut down that part of your body and or completely shut down your body. Nothing else can go on. Old cells die. You grow, and it just, it's a, it's a, it's all, it's not even almost, it's the equivalent of a virus that we have not pinpointed on how to handle or cure. And, 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 another thing about, and another thing about cancer is it's one of those um, very, very few, you know, conditions. You may be the healthiest person on the planet. You may work out the most, eat the most, but just because one of your relatives may have had the same thing maybe two or three generations ago, you're not well, – with some cancer cases, some cancer cases – you don't have a choice. It's just going to happen. And and, and also, with some cancer cases, it's, it's still being studied if the treatment is worse than the actual condition. So, so 
even science, even the scientific community as a whole is still in the dark with regards to, you know, cancer and, and, and how it works and how to defeat it and why certain cancers are, are, are curable and certain cancers aren't. It, it, it's one of those things that science is still in the dark on. Yeah. Um, people are people are finding new cancers almost every day. It, they're finding so many different ways that you're affected by this disease that it's crazy. Like I said, it, it's so unapologetic. I'm just going to let you know, guy, right now I'm probably not going to get all my words out. This is a very touchy subject for me, so just bear with me. But cancer is so unapologetic and like i said before it's unbiased it doesn't care all it cares is you have a trigger that's all that's going to happen you can work out the only thing you can do is detect it early that is the best way you can handle cancer is early detection and that doesn't even solve the problem that's just to try to deal with it So, 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 poetry. Um, tonight, tonight is is, is, is I, I can tell you're on fire, man. I, I can tell you're on fire. Um, here's my question, and and and, and <laughs> what what I what I wonder is, oftentimes I wonder why is it that we see, you know, I, I'm a smoker, okay. Um, I'm a cigarette smoker. I know every harmful thing that tobacco does, everything, everything. I, I've talked to people who have to breathe out of their neck, and I've seen people actually smoke cigarettes in their neck, and, you know, as I've been there in the smoking area with them, it's happened. And I don't, and I know this, this, this horrific thing could be headed towards me, but much like many Americans, we do things that we actually know, that we pay for packaging that says, hey, this may cause, cause cancer, but for some reason, we just still do it. And, and, and I know I can't explain. You know, I know there are uninformed people who, you know, let's, you know, eat GMO products and eat, you know, these kind of products, eat products that are treated, eat, you know, uh, uh, products that are grown with uh, growth hormones. And, they, you know, and, and they don't know it. You know what I mean? Right. And smoke tobacco or drink alcohol, and they don't know it. You know, women drink while they're pregnant. They don't know the effects. There are those people out there, and God bless them. You know what I mean? But there are informed people that still do all these horrific things. That's why I get a little lost. Even about myself, I get a little, I get a little lost at finding something that says, "Hey, man, this might give you lung cancer, but enjoy, and you're paying for it." That, that that's why you're confused, man. I don't know. Any thoughts on that? I mean, I feel like a, a lot of people, when it comes to things like that, you know, even if it's not just cancer, but in general, stuff that's going to harm us or eventually will harm us, a lot of people's mindsets are, if it's not this, it's going to be something else anyway. So I'm going to do what I, what makes me feel go- good at the moment, and I'll deal with the repercussions later, as opposed to de- trying to stop the, whatever is going to harm them later, They'd rather just deal with whatever repercussions they need to they need to or want to deal with whenever it happens. And so for some people, even though they may be informed, informed, I feel like another thing is they think, well, it's not a guarantee it's going to happen to me. You know, it's it increases the risk, but just because it increases the risk doesn't mean it's going to happen. So. I'll 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 play I'll take take my chances I'll take my odds and since we're talking about it for these people that think that I just have two stats I'm not a big stat person I I can I can speak stats I can speak science until you're blue in the face but believe me I just be talking in service circles so two stats that I feel like are very important that everybody needs to hear one in two men will be diagnosed with cancer. I didn't say 20. I didn't say 30. I didn't say 400. One in two men will be diagnosed with cancer. That means if you are sitting next to a dude right now, you or him will eventually have cancer. It's just a matter of time. It's not if, it's when. 
And for women, one in three women will be diagnosed with cancer. Again, this is not a if, it's a when. If you are sitting next to you, two of your friends, ladies, you or one of the other two will be diagnosed with cancer. That's how serious this disease is. But, again, play the number game if you want. But those numbers, I don't want to take the chances with those numbers. Um, um, for example, just because you're African-American, you have a likelier chance of having diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, sickle cell, and, you know, and also various forms of cancer. Right. Just just because you wake up in the morning as a as as a certain race and no one's gonna connect it to what happened in the past. We're not going we're not going down that road. We're just talking right now. Um, I I know prostate cancer is one of them. I the other ones I'd have to look up. But I definitely know for a fact prostate cancer is one of the ones that are prevalent in African Americans. Um I also know that prostate the cancer and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I know those two uh, are definitely big ones. What were those? Prostate cancer and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and even to a degree, cervical cancer. Okay, fair enough. Now I know I know Caucasian women. You know, they're they're more likely to catch breast cancer. I believe we're ten to twenty percent less likely to catch breast cancer on right. the African American side. But at the end of the day, there there are certain cancers. Who, who target certain cultures. And, you know, we're not going to go, people just take a second and think about that. I'm not going to go there. This isn't that kind of show. We might have that kind of show some other day in the world, you know. Well, with me and poetry, you never know. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, check out our show about the, the, the New Orleans situation, Hurricane Katrina, and that work is real. Um, I, I, would, I would say you just have to get in. And like poetry said earlier, you have to get in and get in there early. And sometimes getting there early enough isn't enough. Right. And to people out there who have this belief, and there are a lot of them out there, and I hear about them. I've had several family members, myself, uh, um, that have blown off the advice of the doctor. Hey, you have testicular cancer. Hey, you have lung cancer. Hey, you have whatever it is. And they blow, you know, the old-fashioned, that's just, that's just how they do it. You know what I mean? You know, they're gonna go home and pray about it. That's just that's just the way they came up. You know, and 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 and, and it never works out. You gotta you gotta you gotta follow your your doctor's advice. Right. If you want a second or third opinion, go get a second or third opinion. But somewhere in the medical world, there's something that'll help you live a little longer. If not, you know, deal with it. You know what I mean? But a lot, a lot of, a lot of, like, like I said, in my, in my family, the, the old-fashioned folks, and it, every single time, you know, I think, you know, in today's age, people, you know, will, will, will you know, will, hopefully, will listen a little bit more, but you don't know, you know. It's kind of hard to get past that old mentality of, you know, I, I, I'm gonna pray on it, or, you know, if I'm Whatever's going to happen to me is going to happen. You know, that's God's will. All that old school thinking. And, you know, I understand the whole, you know, God's will thing. But maybe it's God's will that there's a way to solve this problem or make you feel better or even take care of it. Because, again, some cancers are treatable even to the point of where it can be managed. You can go into relapse, and you don't have to deal with it again. So, so yeah. I, you know, I, God's will is cool, but I think God would love for you to stay on this earth and be with your family as well, if it's possible. Yeah, and and, and people don't and people don't really, and again, my um, you know, like I said, you know, great uncle, my same situation. He got into, he got into you know. He blew it off his birth, same thing, God's blood, this, that, that, and this, but he got into it late, and it was just late. So, you know, we don't know if him getting in there earlier would have helped him out or not. We're just, we'll never know. But, you know, that for me was when I saw him, like, hey, guys, like, I get I get how, you know, you folks came up. Like, and and, that, and that, that was a great way to come up. But, like, 
science is different now and maybe, you know, things can be averted earlier or what have you. And I, you know, I've also had uh, a good friend of mine who, a very good friend of mine who grew up um, her early uh, breast cancer lumps. And she, she, she grew them up and said, well, you know, I need to go get, I forgot what the test is. It's not a tip of my tongue. Um, Coach, do you know the name of the breast cancer test? Mammogram? Yes, damn. And I said, hey, well, you know, go get a mammogram. You know, just just get it checked out. It's a, yeah, it's a lump, whatever. It might not be anything. And she and she and she blew it off. And because she was young, and then, you know, it turned out she had breast cancer. And it's just it, it can happen that fast. You know. It's it's it it happens so fast, but it's so life changing, and. The longer you put it off, I mean, you can eat. You can. There's this. I, I, there was. There's an old school commercial. You. Um. It was a furniture commercial. I don't know. It was. A, it was an old old school New Orleans commercial. Um. If maybe anybody from New Orleans that's listened to this will probably remember it. Um. I'm pretty sure anybody that's not from New Orleans wouldn't remember this. But it was pretty. It's pretty much said. You know, you can either pay me now, or you're going to. You can pay me later, but you're going to have to pay me. And that's such a true statement with a lot of stuff in life. You can either do it now or you can do it later, but there is no way around it. You are eventually going to have to deal with it, period. Uh, so let me, let, me, let me ask you this poetry. Excuse me, hold on. Um, I, I use my, my mute button on my phone as like a cough button now. I, I figured that out. I tried to. <laughs> but but um, let me ask you this. Do, do people generally fear the word radiation um, with regards to radiation treatment? That's, that's one of the things that I think the medical industry has made unattractive about treating cancer. Um, and I think people have seen some of the side effects, and I think people are, and like I said, in general, afraid of radiation with regards to dirty bombs and terrorism and nuclear bombs and, and you know, even conflict fans, the Hulk, you know, you know was, was made the Hulk because of gamma radiation. It's radiation. It's so evil. So right. do you think that plays a role in the fear of being treated um, for cancer? Most definitely. I mean, it's it's a misinformation on something that could help them. When they hear radiation, of course, their mind goes to all of that. But they have to realize that no matter what, there's radiation around them, period. You're on your cell phone, guess what? Radiation. You use your microwave, guess what? Radiation. You're watching TV, guess what? Radiation. But you're not dead yet. You haven't fallen out yet. There are certain amounts of radiation you just can't get around. And when it comes to getting treatment for yourself, doctors have figured out a healthy amount of radiation that the body can withstand that can fight certain cancers. There, you have to get over the stigma of, oh, I'm not putting that stuff in myself. I'm going to die. Um, if you don't, you're going to end up dying anyway. So what do you want to do? Do you want to take this shot and possibly get better or do nothing and die anyway? Uh, if you don't mind, if I could break that, if I could just break that super intellectual point down to a simple level, um, poetry, I would also tell my friends, don't tell me you're going vegan if we're sitting there doing shots of vodka, okay? My, my, my snobbish <laughs> vegan friends, okay? I, I just want to point that out, you know, okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. But you're you're right. It's essentially the same thing. You can't you can't want help, but don't don't like the type of help you're being received. You're you're being offered. You can't want something, but be afraid to make that first step to get it. You can't want to go across the bridge over the over that's walking over a cataclysm. That has a roof at the, I mean, a river at the bottom. You can't want to go across that bridge to get to the other side to get some money, but be afraid to cross that bridge. You have to. You have to. 
Because guess what? You sitting here isn't going to get you the money. You sitting there and just waiting isn't going to make it come closer to you. You sitting there and not taking this treatment isn't going to make you better. Period. There's just no way around it. You can have all the the faith. You can have all of whatever you want. But And I'm not a big religious person, but faith without work means nothing. Wow. Faith without uh, work means nothing. You can, if you don't go out and at least attempt to make yourself better, all that faith you have is nothing. Um, you just dropped the mic. Uh, I'm just here waiting for where the show's going next. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's absolutely true, though. No, no, it's, 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 it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. I have nothing for that. I'm here. I mean, and and, and I'm going to tell the story because I think I tell this every January. If anybody is unfamiliar, my mom passed away from cervical cancer, and January is cervical cancer month. Um, I believe in any cancer. I would, if anybody has any information on what month, what cancer is each month, I would love it because I'd celebrate it. Because I, one problem I have with the cancer talk is if it's not breast cancer or lung cancer, it's fuck all the rest of the cancers. Most people, you, if I walked up to somebody and tell, asked them what cervical cancer, they wouldn't know. If I walked up to somebody and asked them what's um, pancreatic cancer. I mean, they can pick a kind of guess what it is, but they don't know how it manifests. What's uterine ca- cancer, thyroid cancer? There are so many different cancers that can affect you, but everybody knows what breast cancer is and what lung cancer is. They can tell you that in their sleep, and it's nothing against those foundations. I'm glad that there's a foundation for breast cancer that is putting money in to find a cure for for this disease. I'm glad that there's endorsements and PSAs on how to prevent yourself from getting lung cancer. I'm I'm glad of that, but there are so many other cancers out there that aren't on such a level and as always with anything, more information would just help everyone. An informed person is a smart person, and a smart person will make smart, informed decisions. But um, getting into the story, my mom found out in 2009 she had cancer. Um, She went... She's not as old as some of the older people that would be like, forget, you know, I'm not doing the treatment or whatever. She got a second opinion, but she did go through the treatment. And it hurt my heart to see my mom go through this pain and this hurt because she didn't look like the woman that raised me. She didn't look like the woman that I knew growing, growing up. She was small. She was frail. You know, it, it hurt, but... I was okay because I knew there was an end to where this would help out possibly. But two th- about two beginning of 2010, she re- she um went into I'm trying to find the, the, the correct word for it. Um, it's not relapse; it's re- remission. She went into remission. She didn't. She they couldn't find any cancer cells in her body. She was good. She was back to her old self. I mean, anybody that's been on my Facebook page, my mom, they've seen the picture of my mom. That was her after cancer. She was her normal self. You know, my mom's always been small, but she was back to the size that I can remember. Um, 2012 comes around. 2012, and I find out my mom. I'm at work, and I'll never forget this. I was working at DAU on Fort Belvoir Base in Virginia. I'm at work. I get a call from my mom's friend, and they tell me that my mom 
has cancer again. She's relapsed. So they're bringing her to the hospital, and they need to take care of her. So it's it's not like a big, you know, it's, it was it was a very surreal moment. That's the best way I could describe it, because you know I I thought we were done with this. So so we go through the process. She's not getting better because she had moved from the place that gave her excellent care to New Orleans after Katrina. So yeah, I, I don't want to bad mouth anybody, but. Yeah, it just wasn't the best service. So they kept misdiagnosing her, and eventually it was found out she was at stage three. And, you know, every cancer has different stages, stage one, stage two, stage three. The majority of cancers, if you catch them in stage one, you will be okay. There's a good chance that you would go in remission, and you can go about your your life with no problems. It might come back, but then you just deal when it when it comes back, for the most part. But at stage three, for most cancers, it's just a case of making you comfortable and trying to do it the best they could. So, my mom. She they didn't put I, they, we didn't put her in hospice. I've never wanted. To put, I never believed in hospice. I've never even liked the term hospice. And you know, this whole situation actually actually made me feel differently about hospice because the person that took care of my mom, I can't remember her name because it it fleets me right now. But they they did a wonderful job taking care of my mother um, when it got to real close to that time. They did excellent excellent job. But later on, August 2012, I get a call from the doctor saying that my mom is in the hospital, she's unconscious, and she's in a coma. And I, since my mom wasn't married, and there's no will and testament, me being the oldest child, I have to make the decision to whether to keep her on life support or take her off life support. And that hit me like an 18-wheeler with 14,000 bricks falling out of the trailer, all hitting me at one time because I wasn't prepared for that. I was unaware that 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 was going to happen. So I had to deal with that. And, of course, I'm in a DMV at this time. At the time, I was with my girlfriend, who is now my wife, and, you know, The first thing I thought of, I just told them, I cannot make any decisions without A, talking to my family, and B, from where I'm at. I need to get there. So I got there, and it was worse than when we initially found out she had cancer, and she was not able to talk. She can kind of recognize us. There were there was a machine pretty much keeping up keeping her going, but we did not. I did not want to take my mom off life support, and and that and it was very selfish of me, and it was very selfish of my family. But what what do you expect? You know, we had our faith, and our faith was they're doing everything they can to make her feel better. If God's will is. It, she's not going to get better, then that's different. But if there's a chance, we at least have to take that chance. So we keep on on life support. We, t- we I leave to go back to, d- to the DMV eventually. Um, she does. She starts feeling better. She starts reminding me of my mother, and you know she'll call every now and then, and I call her to check on her, and you know everything seems like everything is going better. October 13th, 2012, I wake up early for some strange reason. I don't even know what possessed me to wake up. It was like 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, um, the age of social media and technology, I grab my phone and I check my Facebook. And the first thing I see...
is a post from one of my mom's best friends. And the post says, God, I, I, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was basically saying, rest in peace to my mom. I hadn't heard anything from my family. I haven't heard, hadn't heard anything from my mom's fiance. I just fell out because I'm like, this can't be true. It has to be misinformation. So immediately I called my family to check on it, this. And it's true. I have never felt pain like I felt until that day. And I don't think I've helped. I've felt pain as bad since. Um, and, and and you and you never and you never I mean that that you never will feel pain like that uh, poetry and that is the and wow and I know I know in a sense it feels like like for me it feels like the world is kind of reversed like I'm interviewing you or something but like seriously thank you for sharing that story and you never told me as close as we are how that story actually folded out and that like that's devastating and and, and the courage the courage and your voice, honestly, like the courage in your voice is taking you to tell the story that, that, that you know, you pausing when you may not be able to finish the story, but you still finish the story. Like that, I know just this, this moment on, you know, on, on, you know, during that work, your channel, your station is like, that is something that you just, to be able to tell that story on air is something you lifted off of your chest. I can feel it. And I mean, dude, I, I you know, I, I knew in a sense what happened, but I never knew the direct story. Right. And 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 dude, I want to thank you for sharing that with me as well as all your listeners. Like that, you know, that's what I mean. Right there. I tell the story because there's somebody out there that's going through exactly what I went through. I would never wish this on anybody. I don't care if there's somebody that I hate, and I don't use the term hate too much, but I don't care if this is somebody that's done me so dirty that I wouldn't spit on them if they were on fire. I would still not wish this on anyone. This is a horrible feeling to feel, and it's and, it, and it's rough. I'm dealing with it a lot better now Two years ago, I couldn't have finished the story. I, I couldn't have. There, there is no way I could have finished the story. And I do see we have two people online um, on the phone. If you want to talk, hit hit one. I'll put you on the air. But if not, you're more than welcome to just listen. Um, I do. Okay. Um, I see one person, and I'm going to put you on. Kendall, I, I think this is Kendall. You're on? Yes, yes. How you doing today? I'm okay. How are you? Okay. Well, that was a um, powerful story you you um, just shared. And, and you know, uh, just being in the healthcare field, which you um, – I, I see a lot of it um, – I kind of went through it with a very close friend of mine, so I, I and I can understand. I'm not sure what you guys were talking about earlier. Um, I think you were talking about the importance of just, um, um, you know, getting exams or you know, getting yearly checks, and, and the importance of knowing what you have and knowing your options. I think that's very important. I, I think that. And, and and this is not just for cancer, and it's not just for any any situation or any um condition you have. You have to first, you know, first um go to the doctor or your oncologist if that if it, and have him tell you stuff with a notepad or a note app, whatever you have, um, and and write down what he says. And then, you know what I'm saying, so then you can, anyone who has Internet access can look it up at home. Um, And then after that, say, you know, he's going to ask you any questions, or he should, 
or she should, and then say not at that time. And then, you know, after you look it up, have some questions, have write down some questions and the next appointment you have, ask them. You know, it's very important. I, I don't believe, and this is just me, just because I work with doctors and I know how they are, I don't believe that you should just follow them blindly. I, I mean, again, if you trust their judgment, that's good, but always look it up. Um, also, know your options. You know, if you want to go to a second opinion, you know, do do it. Please do, you know, and, and, and just keep looking stuff up and always want to be aware. If you're, if they're, you know, something that's common is someone's always constantly getting blood tests, ask why. Even if you know, I mean, even if, you, you know, you ask why, you know, never be, a, you know, you don't, you don't know. You don't know what you can get, you, what you can, next, not get, but you, what you can find out for yourself, you know, and always speak up. I believe that a doctor is there to guide you, but at the end of the day, it's your final word. Always remember that. And um, for anything, you know, especially cancer, I, I just see a lot. I, 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 you know, I just had a friend's father who's going through it now and, you know, because he didn't ask questions or whatever, one place gave him the runaround. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like they're starting over again. You know, and it's it, it's a little confusing. You know, and so when I see this, and I'm I'm seeing, look, this is what I have to do. But since the guy's older, you know, he's all set in his ways, and he's 70s. He doesn't want to do it. He just thinks the doctors know everything, and he's not a doctor, so he shouldn't ask questions. So please, just always ask questions. Even you're not annoying anybody, you're, you want to know. That's basically how I feel about that um, because you never know what you can find on the Internet and you never know what you can learn by yourself. You know, you, I believe that the patient knows their body the most. But at the same time, you know, something doesn't feel right or something, you know, you may, have, you may be able to get a lesser treatment or you may be able to, you know, get something else. And I, I think people need to keep in mind that chemotherapy is a billion-dollar industry. I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just saying you have to also keep that in mind. And also know what your insurance can take and what can, you can't take. Um, call them up and, you know, say, will you take this treatment? How much do you pay? What's the deductible or whatever? That's also important because, you know, you have to – honestly, you're going to have to fight your insurance for something and then go through the, you know what I'm saying, okay, they don't take it, but why don't you take it with this or write why they should take it. That's a fight you're going to have to do on most insurances, and I think people need to understand that. Insurances are not going to always pick it up. You have to sit and research on your insurance as well. But that's pretty much what I have to say about that, um, and that's for anyone I had to learn that, too, with the conditions I had, and, you know, you, you just have to do it. It's, it's a lot of hard work, and it's frustrating, but in the end, you're going to come out smarter, and then you're going to understand your condition better than anybody. So pretty much what I have to say about that. Thank you, Kendall, and you made a, a lot of definitely valid points. There's in this, you have to have a very healthy curiosity with what's going on, especially because it's your health. I feel like in any situation, whether it's cancer, whether it's, you know, a broken foot, you know, surgery, whatever, you should have a healthy curiosity to know what's going to happen, what's, called, what's this, what's the cause, what's the effect. You know, you should have a very healthy curiosity of what's going on when it comes to medicine and, you know, the health care of your body. So definitely agree, definitely research. Um, I research anything. I don't care what it is. I don't care if I'm 100% positive. I have no problem going to Google and just confirming that I was right. So you have mm -hmm. to kind of go in there with that same mindset. Right. Definitely. Right. Um, I'm still I, I, I'm still reeling from that story. I don't know if you know. I'm still caught up by that. Like that was really like amazing, an amazing um, story about someone going through it like hands down, and it's as up close and personal as it happened. But um, Kendall, how are you? I'm good. How are you? 
Good, good. Um, let me ask you this. Um, with regards to cancer, because you're, you're in the medical industry, um, with regards to cancer, do you see it as something that most people come in and take to heart uh, as far as learning about themselves? You know, for, for example, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a blood test junkie. I go in and get two blood tests a year, and I, I skip out there and say, hey, everything is fine. I'm happy. I don't go and ask me anything about cancer. I just kind of wait for my doctor to say, hey, you're of this age. Don't get tested for this. And I go get tested, but that's it. Um, but you being sort of on the inside, do you have people coming in specifically looking to test for cancer, or is it kind of the same way I look at it for the most part? Um, they come in more of, and no matter what it is, even if it's just something simple, they'll come in and they and they think it's something, some people think, it's more than it is. You know, it's funny. It's the ones that don't really have anything. They think more than it is. The ones, sometimes the ones that don't, that actually have something and they don't know, they are just, it's weird. They don't, (laughs) they don't suspect anything. They're very happy or whatever, whatever, whatever. And then, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm like, this isn't right. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, you know, and um, because I'm in a hospital, I don't think we tell them that their primary care doctor tell them. You know what I'm saying? And it, it just all depends. But it, it's it's some pe- it, it, it's weird because some people there are some people that know they have something, but they're not doing anything about it just because and probably because of um, healthcare reasons or lack of health in, um, health insurance. But I, I usually find it that it's the ones that are not suspecting that have something, whereas the ones that are more worried about something don't have that. You know, it's it's very weird. Sometimes it's like that, and sometimes it isn't, but a lot of times it's like that, um, where I am at least, you know. So. Okay. Do you, do you, think, do you think that it's the – and about what age bracket – to just just a guess. I mean, I don't you know no, no stats involved. Just a random guess. Um, at what age bracket would you say people come in actually concerned about um, issues that they may think or you know they may could possibly be or they think are related to cancer? Just 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 by just a, a um, uh, that's a good question. I it, it's usually after. 60, I say, you know, that retirement age, you know, if I, I don't know if it's just they're starting to pay attention more or they're starting to take it serious, but like around, you know, retirement age or a few years before that, that's where I see it a lot, you know. Okay. <laughs> so... All right. Um, I want to thank Kendall for coming on with her insight. Um, I have Dulce Diva, Diva here. Um, she wants to talk a bit about it. I mean, anybody that's, everybody should know this is my wife. Um, she wanted to speak on it, and I guess it's from a different perspective, you know, somebody actually seeing somebody go through it. So I'm going to go ahead and let her have the mic. So here you go. Hello, everyone. This is your girl will say um for me it's uh it's kind of a touchy obviously it's a touchy subject in our household um especially with cervical cancer um i had a family member many years ago um who actually passed away um from cancer and it's it's not it's not a fun disease, and back in those days, it wasn't um, as spoken about, even though now we don't really talk about it very much, but because there have been so many strides in uh, technology, they've, you know, they're trying to find ways to at least treat the disease. Uh, there's different ways and different, um, I guess, test runs or, you know, on how to treat this disease, especially dependent on, uh, one, what stage it's in, and two, um, how 
uh, strong the person is or, you know, how how the per- how healthy the person is. Um, I've always been, uh, as a woman, I've always been very particular about getting myself tested, uh, you know, going to the to the lady doctor, getting your, getting myself checked out, and you know, even though I hadn't had the experience of closely having to deal with, you know, a family member, uh, so such a close family member, uh, passing away and you know battling um, cervical cancer. It's something that it's not discussed, especially in 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 women. I think we get so caught up, like we were, you know, poetry was discussing earlier. We get so caught up with breast cancer, and and it is important to to uh, you know find a cure for breast cancer. But it's also really important to take care of the rest of your body, especially because. It's not the only place in your body that uh, cancer cancer cells can be found. Um, sometimes we, as women, forget to uh, check, you know, get ourselves checked up, or sometimes we put it off because we're working, or because we just put it off. And um, not everybody likes to go to the doctor. I'm the one that's always pushing poetry. <laughs> To go to the doctor for you know something I feel like something is wrong, or if I hear him complaining about something, I'm like, babe, you need to go you know get checked out. You need to make a doctor's appointment. And I remember that when we first started dating, I I know he used to get so annoyed with me. He used to get so irritated at the fact that I'm like, you need to go to the doctor. I don't like hospitals. Well, you don't have to go to the hospital. You can go to a doctor. Let's find a doctor that. You know, a primary care physician. Uh, well, I don't like doctors at all, and it's understandable why he doesn't like doctors. But at the end of the day, these are people that have degrees and have been treating patients, have the experience, have the ability to find out what's wrong so that you can actually be properly treated, instead of just either praying it away or. Self medicating for you know that may not be with with medicine that may not be the proper medicine for what's wrong. So it's really important that you know if you're a woman you have to go get your annual checkup. Um, I know it's uncomfortable to you know get you know poked and prodded down in your lady lady parts, but you know. Five minutes of getting being uncomfortable is much better than being uncomfortable for a really long time with something that can be easily caught and and treated and taken care of. So, um, as far as just that particular um, portion, it's it's really important to to get yourself checked. Um, and guys, I know I've realized that a lot of time guys are really uh stubborn <laughs> they're really stubborn you guys are you guys are stubborn when it comes to going to the doctor and and I didn't realize it until I you know talked to friends who are guys and even my girlfriends who have boyfriends or husbands you guys particularly you guys don't like going to the doctor in general cuz I'm sure uh, Black DOP, I know you said that you were a you were a, um, a blood test junkie, but do you how regularly do you go to the doctor? Let me tell you something. I I I, I go in there uh, twice a year to get my my blood tested, and um, just just because um, I got some advice a while ago that you know that hey man you're getting older and this is not. So I started doing that, and 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 to all the people out there, I'll tell you this. Um, Getting your blood tested is like it, it, it is like getting a head to toe uh, check on everything. It tells you your iron, your oxygen, how your lungs are doing, and your kidneys are doing, your livers. It tells it tells you everything. It, it's better than a physical. And I get it. It's a, and it's then a diagnostic I work on of the, your body. Exactly. You know how they do I diagnostics for cars. It's 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 blood work is the same way for your body. 
Yeah, but but remember, folks, there's no smoky tube going in anywhere. It's just they just get a shot. Um, yeah. That was a, that was a little, little humor there. But um, and so I woke up whatever the problem is, and by the time I show up on the next one towards the end of the year, boom, I took care of the first problem. I keep it rolling. But again, what I don't go into specifically about is is a cancer issue. But outside of that, those days, like I need to be on my deathbed to go to the doctor. Outside of me scheduling to go there to get my little test, I'm in and I'm out. That's it. I don't ask for anything else. Unless something something has to be very very wrong with us, man. And you're right. With, with especially with me, like uh, for example, um, let's just say I broke my foot somewhere, right? It took me two days of walking around with a broken foot to where my toe was almost falling off. And I said, okay, well, maybe I should go get this look. Maybe I should go to the <laughs> you know, that's, that, 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 that's how we are as men. That, that's how we are as men. Hey, it is what it is. Um, I think, uh, I don't think my husband would, you know, I don't think he ever visited the doctor, at least just for a physical. I don't think he used to visit the doctor as frequently as he does now, because the physical is once a year, and that's when they, you know, do all your blood work, they check everything, they check all of, you know, they do the full diagnostic on you, they check your eyes, ears, throat, you know, everything from top to bottom, and, uh, Poetry, I know that you, I don't think you would go to the doctor. How how often did you used to go to the doctor before I used to harass you about it? Um, Next to never. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd pretty much, like Black GOP said, I'd have to, like, be really sick for me to go to the doctor. Like, really, really sick. Because, um, one, I've never, uh, before now, I've never had the best health care, and New Orleans doesn't have health care like, like D.C. It's not free health care. It's pretty much, you know, you go to the doctor, you got to pay this joint. So, yeah. You know, we didn't have universal, not universal health care, but, you know, some kind of health care that can be attached to yourself to where you can pay for something. No, you went to the doctor, you had to pay all of that. And I'm in enough debt as is, so I'd have to really be sick for me to go to the hospital before I bet you. And, I, and that's another thing. I think um, it also it's really important, and I think that's, that's another reason why a, a lot of people really fail to actually um, take care of themselves um, medically and and. and I know there's pros and cons to Obamacare, um, but at the same time, if you are able to now to have the ability um, or at least the option to have some type of health care, it's really important to uh, take care of yourself. You know, it's preventive maintenance. If you if you if you check yourself, if you go and you know see your primary care physician. And let him or her know um, some of your concerns, um, and you know he or she checks you out and says, "Hey, everything is okay," um, or "Hey, I think there, you know, I, I'd like to run some more tests on you just to make sure that everything's okay." And if it isn't, we'll find a way, you know, that you can be treated. It's preventive maintenance. It's better for you to see a primary care physician and find out something. Um, earlier than it is for you to actually end up going to the hospital and from what Kendall was saying earlier, even the doctors at the hospital can't tell you exactly, you know, if something major is wrong, they have to wait till your primary care doctor tells you this. And and, and it's it's uh, that's something that I didn't I was not aware of. So you know, it's really important that especially when it comes to uh, something as big and as life altering slash uh, threatening as you know cancer, it's really important for all of us to get ourselves checked, just to make sure that you know our bodies are our body is our temple, and we have to make sure that our temple is well taken care of. 
Most definitely. I mean, all of us wants to be here for the long run, as long as possible. And the best way to do that is to make sure you're putting yourself in the best position to to do that. You know, life isn't guaranteed, but you can at least try to make sure the value and your com- and the comfort of your life is as up to standard as possible. So, Black GOP, anything else? Um, I think we're. I don't know if there's nothing else. I think we're pretty close to wrapping this joint up. Um, uh, uh, folks, again, um, by the way, uh, poetry, um, Dolce, uh, thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Come on here, the brother station, over on two sides of the story. Um, this is this show. You know, there are some funny moments, some very, very serious moments. And again, uh, poetry. Thank you for sharing in detail a story that I didn't know. Not, you know, being your personal friend for the last few years, um, and, and that was touching. And um, I just think everybody out there should take this seriously. I think um, uh, the word cancer and anything, a good friend of mine right now, and I could say his name, I won't, but you guys talk to him every day, um, you know, in, in the various groups we're in and social media because we're all, you know, connected in the quote-unquote click we have, um, you know, is battling a, very, a cancer himself, and he knows that the end is coming very soon. And and it's a pleasure to see him laugh while he knows this curtain is closing on his life. And what you, what you got to do, folks, is just, in my opinion, just if you get the word, you know, get a second opinion, get a third opinion, what have you, but just know what it is and don't blow it off. You know what I mean? Just just, just don't blow it off. And, and while, you know, we all – um, purchase and consume things that can, can contribute to our, our own cancer. Like I said, I buy a pack of cigarettes that tell me it's going to give me lung cancer, or, or you know, it's going it's going to happen. I just I still pay for this product. Uh, we all got to be more mindful of what we're spending our dollars on. Take a second and, and and think about ourselves and our health. And you know, if we don't, um, you know, we're all doomed. And, and also, there's this umbrella where somebody uh, two generations ago could have had. Uh, pancreatic cancer. You could be the healthiest. You could have the healthiest pancreas in the world, and just because grandma, whoever had it two generations ago, now you have it. it you know, sometimes there's things you do about it. Sometimes there's things you can't. But just pay attention to the early warning symptoms. If you see a lump, get it looked at. If you feel awkward, see a dent in your skin, whatever, don't, just 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 go get a check. It's not going to hurt, and it, it might save you another twenty, thirty years or longer. Thank you, folks. I'm out. All right, we appreciate you, Black GOP. Um, Kendall, any parting words? Um, just pretty much like everyone else said, preventative care is key, and just knowing, and <laughs> that's pretty much uh, it's basically where people, you guys said good, good stuff here. Um, just know, it, it, you know, know who you can go to as far as oncologists, and 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 just know what they do. Just be aware of everything in your health. So you can do the best that you can do with whatever condition you have. So it's pretty much. All right. We appreciate you coming through also, Kendall. Um, Dulce, do you have any parting words? All right. So um, the only thing I want to say um, before we shut this down is, one, I appreciate everybody that's called in, anybody that's going to listen to this archive episode. This is literally me putting my heart onto the air and being as open as I possibly can. Um, it doesn't happen very often. It probably won't happen again until next year around this time again because I don't divulge my personal life like this. But if I can touch one person with the, with my story and I can get one person to go to the hospital and get checked up, go to the doctor and get checked up and prevent one family from having to go through what I went through, and what my family went through and my wife went through, I've accomplished something. So go get checked out. Don't be a person that's just, well, I'll figure it out some other time. There is, the best time is right now because the worst thing you can do is say, I'll wait till tomorrow, and you never see tomorrow because you waited. Um Again, thank you to everybody that called in and listened. I hope everybody has a great day. Um, Check out our usual lineup. This is one of our specialty shows. But on Wednesday, we will have the Skybox. 
10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thursday, we will have Mike Check, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Friday, His and Hers, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. And on Sunday, we will have the refresh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. I am the CEO, Poetry. You can check us out on Facebook, TSOTS Presents, whatever you're looking for. Or you can go to the main group, Two Sides of the Story. You can go to our webpage, www.twosidesofthestory.com or www.tsotsproductions.com, either or. Um, just Google us. We're everywhere. I hope everyone has a great night, and be blessed. I'm out. Deuces. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.